What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the latest Nothing But Nugs podcast. In this episode, me, Mike, and Jill give a quick little breakdown of the Sun series, and then we talk about the season as a whole, and then we get into some other topics around the NBA. Enjoy the episode and take care. All right, we are back. It is Nate, Mike, and Jill. Thought um, this is probably a little bit overdue, but you know, life happens, of course. So yeah, we just wanted to jump on here and kind of give a end of the season recap. You know, talk about maybe our favorite things from the year, etc. So obviously, the Nuggets. Season ended a couple weeks ago with uh, getting swept by the Suns, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we really need to spend too much time on that series. Like, I think a lot of it obviously just came down to exhaustion, um, injuries, of course. You know, the fact that the Suns are a good team and they had pretty much been fully healthy the whole year and fully healthy in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I don't think it, there's much more other than that. You know, I think, cool. So let's move into some happier discussion. I, I do want to mention, like, I do want to talk about, you know, what all of our favorite moments were from the season. So, Jill, I don't know if you have any ready, but do you? <laughs> favorite moments? Yeah, like a favorite like thing that happened during the year, you know, whether it was like a specific game or something in general. I think probably like the prime of the season was that one week when we had Aaron Gordon and everybody was like literally having the time of their lives. And we literally looked like we would just sweep everyone and go to the finals for one week. So that was a high, I think, for me, for the season. Um, yeah, that that's, <laughs> that's on my list. You know, the I think it was... It was like a week and a half or so where I think we we didn't necessarily turn into like the championship favorites from like a betting perspective, but like all of a sudden, you know, a lot of national media attention were on the Nuggets and we're like, oh wow, like this team probably has a really good chance at winning. So yeah, that that was uh that was super fun. Mike, what about you? The Jokic the Jokic pass in the Portland series. Um to MPJ in the corner that will like floater that uh, I forget who like fell over trying to intercept <laughs> it and MPJ hit that three. Um, what was that like game five or whatever? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that, that to me was like my favorite moment, um, like moment moment. But yeah, that, that like one week stretch where we got really excited. We had uh, Connor on the pod talked about winning a championship and within 24 hours uh jamal blows his acl um at the end of a worthless game uh yeah so that that was uh that was quite quite a bunch of ups and downs for sure wait before i forget one other favorite all right because we were there in person i think the other moment that was pretty special was when we were at the very first playoff game um against portland game one jamal came out and spoke to the crowd and I feel like that was really cool because he got like a 10 minutes innovation and I think it I kind of just realized like how like he'll probably stay in Denver 
majority of his career. Because I feel like he loves City so much. City loves him. So I think that was cool. Just, I guess, realize that Jokic and, and Murray like are so loved by Denver. And hopefully Denver is becoming more and more a basketball city and understanding the team. And So that was cool. Yeah, that no, that's a really good one. Um, I think a lot of, like, he was tearing up. Like, a lot of the people in the crowd, you know, were, were getting emotional. I'll speak for myself. <laughs> say that you, know, I was. you know, I was at home crying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no question about that. No, yeah, that was a really cool moment. Um, I do think, you know, Jokic and Murray, and you can't really say this about a lot of guys around the league, but... I think I really do think they love playing together and they love playing for the Nuggets. And, you know, I I would be shocked if, you know, we don't see both of them here for uh, together for another decade. But, yeah, uh, just to add on to your point, Jill, like being back in the arena was was really cool. Um, I will say it was a bit overwhelming at first, like going from you know, not really seeing that many people in a big group to like a championship um, or a, a playoff arena was um, was a little bit overwhelming for like my uh, my sensories. But no, that was super cool. I I was just going to say like the Portland series in general was probably my favorite moment. Um, it was, I think. You know, Jokic had already solidified the MVP, but, you know, the way he dominated that series um, really showed everyone why, you know, he was more than deserving of getting that MVP. And then along with, like, seeing Marcus Howard play in that series, I thought was really, really cool and just a really cool story of how, you know, a guy went from not playing at all throughout the entire year to playing significant playoff minutes and and playing well so um yeah just just the portland series in general i thought was was super fun and and memorable cool anything else from you guys about the season that you guys want to mention um i think i think jamal did enough that you know he's that dude now um and I wish that he would have started the season the way that he, um, you know, the way that he fin- finished it, mm-hmm. like, or not like finished it, but, you know, I, if he plays like he did, um, I don't know, like January or whatever through his injury, then he's an all-star for the first time. Um, and so him just like kind of getting to all-star caliber in the regular season was really cool um also i think like monte did enough for me to like elevate his game to like where you know we're talking about should he start alongside jamal you know in the future uh so i think there's like some definite development from you know from players uh that we like so so yeah i yeah i and and coach malone uh, I thought he did another like amazing job. Um, if if we're gonna transition away from the Nuggets, can we talk about Malone for like a couple of seconds? Like, are yeah, you? Let's do it. Okay, so we're you know it's whatever Wednesday, um, and the Seventy Sixers lost a couple of days ago, and you had Doc go into a press conference and say the guy that started 
you know, every game for him this year maybe isn't a championship caliber point guard. Just want to say that to the people that call for Malone's head, um, because we didn't win a championship down one of our best players. uh, Like we have a coach that has character that has players playing their best basketball for him. And I, I will take that any day over a, over a coach that won a championship with players that created the culture that coached themselves uh, in Boston, like Doc. Uh, so, anyways, that's that's all I have to say. Uh, is is Coach Malone's fantastic? Um, this is his team. If if our championship window is just the years that he's here, you know, I or if if we have a window of like eight more years, I hope he's here for like all of them or whatever. Um, I think it's his team as much as it is like anybody else's. And uh, yeah, I think he's just as important as any of our star players. Just, just saying. Yeah, no, just to add on to that too. Like I, I completely agree. I think Malone is the guy for this team and I think he's done an incredible job, you know, with the injuries we had this year, he's clearly a player's coach. Um, He knows how to motivate people they clearly like him, you know, for me, that's enough. Um, but, you know, just to, but I will say like, I, I, with all of that being said, like he's definitely not beyond criticism. And I, I know, and I know you're not saying that either, but no. you know, they're like, w- like we'll criticize Malone. Like people should criticize Malone when he's in the wrong. Um, but regardless, like he, I, I do agree with you. I think he is that guy for this team. Yeah, he I mean he he definitely uh I don't know that the teams that he put out against the Suns gave us the best chance to win. We said it before the series, we're saying it after. But if if he thought that was right and at the end of the day, you know, like he develops Marcus Howard, Marcus Howard scores points in playoff series and then we can flip him for something that's better than him or he develops into a player that we can actually use next year. Like he he's playing the long game. He's not there to just like to like win, you know, one or two games like he's there to build, you know, the team that he started building uh, like six years ago. So he gets to do that, period. And I don't think I think if he were to leave or get fired for some dumb reason, I think. Um, it would be really hard for Jokic to trust anybody, to be honest. And I think him and Murray are best friends. So I think that would be a huge, huge change for the locker room if he were ever to go while they were still there. I, I completely agree. Couldn't agree more. Also, one more thing before we transition. Did anyone else feel like it was kind of a deja vu moment at the end of the season um, with MPJ? I don't want to, like, you know, rail him too much because, like, obviously he's so young and like he needs time to develop but it felt like deja vu all the media was criticizing his defense like the same way he did last playoff series or last year in the bubble so i i hope he's okay because i don't his press conferences were really sad and he looked seemed really depressed so hopefully he bounces back from that but it just felt like deja vu was like the same thing happening again like everyone's like he's terrible you need to work on his defense um (laughs) But I think he got better, but it just kind of sucks it ended for him that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, my, Mike made incredible strides this season on 
both ends of the floor. Like we talked about it throughout the year. I I'm super excited for, for his future, um, hopefully as a nugget. But yeah, I mean, I will say that Jill and I went on a camping trip um, right after the season ended for a few days. And so I actually didn't go back and watch any of the, the footage like you did, Jill, but uh, the interview footage, but yeah, I no it, I get it. Like he, he wasn't, you know, good enough on that end at the end of the season, but no one was like it, mm-hmm. it was team. It was the whole team, like not performing on that end of the court. Or, well, either end of the floor actually, but uh, Mike, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, I think he got, I think he got a little injured. Um, yeah. And then it looked like we were going to lose and, you know, it's hard to keep your composure when you're not playing well. So I think he just kind of lost his head a little bit. So yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about him. Um, yeah, and and for uh, Gordon and MPJ, they were in both in similar situations. Like they both had to kind of move up a role in in the role they were playing. Like Mike went from being the number three to being the number two, um, and with that comes you know creating his own shot, which he he hasn't really developed that yet. Um, and I mean, same thing with Gordon, like he went from being probably the fifth option on offense to like being the number three. So yeah, those guys had like really tough roles um, jumping into the playoffs and, and that's hard to do. So yeah, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna be too hard on those guys for sure. So I, I do wanna mention a couple other things that that got brought up. So, Mike, you brought up Ben Simmons. Um, I Twitter Twitter is obviously like very toxic. Like saying that is an understatement. Like there's been so much S- Simmons hate going around, and honestly, like the people that are are spewing that just like haven't watched him play that much and don't really know his game because his game is not, you know scoring a bunch of points like he was an all-star by averaging like 11 points a game or something and and regular season basketball is different from playoff basketball and Mike we talked about it the other day um, maybe it was yesterday when you know all this was coming out and and he was getting a ton of hate like um, people just don't really know the game I think is what it comes down to but then I saw I saw something this morning from an NBA reporter that they've talked to 15 uh, GMs that would be interested in Simmons, like if he were um, if he were to leave Philly. So I felt like validated by that, like the conversation that you and I had, Mike. So um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. Any Jill, any thoughts on yeah, Simmons? Yeah, feel bad for the guy. Like he handled that press conference after like really well. Like he was like, yeah. I suck. It's fine. I'll get better. Whereas, like, everyone else on his team is so rude. Like, saying it was his fault. Like, he needs to get out of there for his own mental health. Like, those fans are toxic. That coach is toxic. Embiid. Yeah, Embiid is toxic. Like, blaming the whole game on his one free throw. Like, come on. Like, yes, he needs to be better than, like, Mason Plumlee at free throws if you're an all-star. But, like, my (laughs) God, it's just, like, one series. Obviously, there's other people on your team besides him. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just, 
I've been listening to a few media people like where he would fit best, and I think my most favorite place that I think he would do really well at. I heard um, a rumor about Minnesota that um, there could be a trade for him to Minnesota um, for D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. So that could be interesting because I feel like the Sixers do need a D'Angelo Russell or some someone like that that can handle the ball well and actually shoot. Um, and then you have Carl at Minnesota, like would it like act like the big man in charge? So um, yeah, that's been my favorite one I've seen. I just feel like everyone needs to like leave him alone because the NBA just wants to always have a villain, I guess. But I don't think he deserved all of that. No. No, he he didn't. It, I mean, it, it's just like what we're gonna do is he we. I mean, we do this not just in in NBA. It's like our whole society is we like someone, then we find a reason to hate them, and then we get to like watch their comeback. And it's all driven by clicks, um, and it's all toxic. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there everyone's just a human and. Uh yeah, and we just like treat people as our personal entertainment. Yeah, cool society. But, but like, if we're comp- saying like he should come to the Nuggets, I honestly don't know how he would fit in. Like, I'm not saying yeah. like I don't want him because of his playoff series, but I just don't get people saying that. I have no, no where, no idea where he would go. Yeah, no the it, the Nuggets like the Nuggets need three point shooters in my opinion and defense. Like I guess you know, Simmons fits one of those, but yeah, I, I definitely don't see him. I don't see him in Denver, but Mike, any other thoughts on that? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I'm not as fired up as I was a couple of days ago. Um, <laughs> I just, I just think like, I don't know. I mean, I'm just glad I'm not a Sixers fan. Yeah. They went I'm from just... like, he's the franchise player to like get him off our team, which is crazy. Over yeah. like the span of two weeks. Right. And and Embiid's been this way the whole time. Like he's he Embiid as a player has consistently improved and outside like as a person, as a as a person you build your team around, uh he still does not fit that bill for me. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. He's, he's a top he's a top ten player and he is not a top 10 franchise build your per- build your team around player. So you have to like figure out how to marry those. And if you think Doc Rivers is that guy that's going to that's going to do that, uh good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one one other thing switching gears, um Mike, you mentioned Monte at point guard. And I I just wanted to bring that back up and comment on it. So I definitely think the Nuggets need to solidify, um, you know, a starting five. And I think that starting five is Monte, Jamal, MPJ, Gordon, and Jokic. Um, Similar to what the Jazz have done, you know, recently is kind of solidify who their top five guys are. And I, I definitely agree, like the days of Monte coming off the bench, I think need to be in the past. And I think they need to, to roll with him and um, yeah. And go with him going forward. So just wanted to mention that Jill, any thoughts on that? Um, 
Well, you know how I feel. We play the Monte Morris song before every game. <laughs> so I think if we don't start him, he's going to definitely find a way to get out because there's so many teams he could start for. Yeah. Like half of the league, probably. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what Barton does if he comes back or not. Yep. Yeah, I definitely want to have another podcast, you know, in the coming weeks, maybe to talk about like the Barton situation. I don't know exactly when, um, you know, free agency opens up, but the Barton situation, the the MPJ situation, um, you know, us having to pay him. And then we have some other guys that um, I think Paul is a, is a free agent as well. So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you guys want to get into any of that now, but um, otherwise we can definitely save it for the next pod. I do want to do, um, before I forget, because I won't remember next time we do this, but uh, a little sighting on the Instagram today. Um, Will Barton and Aaron Gordon are on vacation together in Egypt. Oh. Oh, Jill. And that was, like, pretty fun. They're <laughs> friends. So I don't know if it means anything. It probably does not mean anything, but that was kind of cool. I like, like to going see on it. And stuff. Yeah, no, that no, that could definitely mean something. I mean, you want to be around people that you like, and you know, Will clearly, you know, loves Nicola, loves some of these other guys on the team, and is vacationing with Aaron Gordon apparently. So, yeah, I think uh, I think that could mean something. Yeah, uh, I have two two other things, but they're not Nuggets related. Cool, let's hit them. Uh, number one, fuck the NBA for their stupid schedule loss for the Clippers having to play 36 hours after, yeah. um, after their series ended. We, we got a schedule loss against the Clippers last season, uh, in the playoffs. It sucked ass. Nobody should have to do it. Um, fuck the NBA. They continue to injure players, even in, in the Western Conference Finals, by making people play too quickly. Um, and then the other thing is but just yeah, like... I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I don't, like, it's, it's 2021. Like, everybody has a streaming service. And we're still beholden to like, oh, you can't do ESPN on a Wednesday because they play baseball. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm sure people are watching that. Great. Um, and the other thing is that I feel really blessed that we have uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves in our division who are such a terrible franchise that they have zero uh, first-round picks, zero lottery picks uh, this <laughs> offseason in – what is like the best draft class in a long time. And they are a terrible franchise. So just wanted to say it is really nice to have those scheduled wins every season. Um, And to watch Carl Anthony Towns continue to do nothing in Minnesota. Yeah. The the T-Wolves, man, they're they're so weird. Um, Obviously we love Wancho, but yeah, I think Towns is so talented too, but he's battled injuries but what, I mean, you're right, like, what a horrible franchise, and I just remember that heartbreak of a loss um, in game 82 a few years back. I remember, like, exactly, I was in Orlando for a work trip, like, sitting by myself, watching it at at a bar, (laughs) and it was, like, so heartbreaking, Um, but just, like, 
seeing the way both of our franchises have gone is is pretty hilarious from that moment on. Going off horrible franchises, though, they're not horrible. You kind of, like, feel sorry for them. But I was, like, really sad for the Magic. They didn't get a top four pick. Like, they were devastated. Yeah, that's crazy. Because <laughs> they had, like, the highest chance to get a top four, and they didn't. They got, like, number five. <laughs> but, yeah, they have five and eight. Um yeah, we want we want uh, G Money and RJ to to get all the help they can get. So that was a bummer. I also have heard rumors that OKC is gonna get or someone's gonna get moved. What's what city's gonna get moved? T Wolves potentially, because um, they they're now owned by or partially owned by Alex Rodriguez. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. And so, and he wants to potentially move them. I think to Miami. To like. Seattle, or uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, just just to wrap it up here, I do want to talk a little bit just about um, the conference finals that are going on. You know, one thing that I'm seeing, and we've watched, I think, pretty much as much basketball as, as humanly possible the last few weeks, is I we're continuing to see that. The teams making it far, you know, have to have one to two guys that are clearly, you know, made for the moment, like clutch players, um, which makes me feel good about the Nuggets future, like having Jokic and Jamal. I think, you know, we are going to get it done at some point. Um, But then also, like, it is a little bit crazy how how much luck is involved, at least like from my from what I'm seeing, like you really have to have things like fall your way, um, especially with all of these like close games, like the margins are crazy, crazy small. Um, so I, I do think like, and it, and, you know, going into my next point, it also, that's a, a good reason why I think the Suns are going to win it this year is because it feels like everything is just like falling, um, falling right for them. But Jill or, or Mike, I'll start with you. Um, how do you see the the rest of these playoffs uh, playing out? Well, I think I said Suns and Bucks like at the start here, mainly just because I want Tori to get a ring. Um, if like we can't, so I'm just gonna stick to that. Um, well, I mean the Bucks have been so bad; like they were equally as bad as the uh, 76ers, just in terms of like you know, playing poorly, like out coaching themselves, et cetera. They just like, you know, got lucky with, with injuries. Um, yeah. So I'm going to just stick to that bucks and Suns. Uh, the Suns feel pretty easy up to, um, no Kawhi in sight probably. So, yeah. Jim. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree okay. with you. Like it is all luck. Like it, <laughs> it's it's you you your roster has a ceiling based on the talent of your players and the way they mix together and that's that's what drives 90% of like all conversations about basketball and then you have to be healthy and you have to be lucky um and match up with the right people so yeah i think it'll be i think it's a good matchup for the bucks um because the Hawks are streaky and the Bucks are streaky. Uh, and then the Bucks just have like a little bit more talent. I think 
Giannis should be able to get whatever he wants inside as long as he remembers that he can dribble towards the basket. They should be okay. <laughs> I'm feeling the opposite. I really, really am hoping for Atlanta to beat them. I feel like um, the Suns-Hawks series will be incredibly fun to watch. I'm not saying the Bucks wouldn't be, but I just think they're both like super young teams with Trey Young and Devin Booker, and they're both like really good trash talking teams like i don't know if you guys saw but john collins is wearing a shirt with him dunking over Embiid when they won the <laughs> that was series. so cool and that i was, was like so cool so fun and i feel like it's like finally feels like a new era of basketball like there's no lebron no katie like it just feels fun and fresh and I'm really hoping the clippers get out just so la is just out of the picture and just love for the small markets to thrive. Um, but I do think if Milwaukee doesn't make the finals, um, that's going to feel like a failure to the franchise because they've worked so hard to get there. And they have like the easiest path to get to, to win a championship this year. They got the luckiest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I do think it's the Suns to lose in my opinion. Um, I think they'll probably go six games against the Clippers. Um, but I think it'll be easy. I think Devin Booker is really pumped up from getting his nose shattered last night. So <laughs> that was he will fun. never be called a pretty boy again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and Tori and I, I was telling Nate last night that Cameron Payne reminds me of Will Barton so much. Like he just like can do whatever he wants when he wants to. So I just feel like there's so so much to the Nuggets. They're so fun to cheer for. So. I got Suns and Hawks in seven. And the I only, the Suns winning. Suns the winning. only difference between Campaign and Barton is Campaign does a grumpy face after he does something cool, and Barton is always <laughs> smiling ear to ear. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, and both, you know, that's a good comparison, Jill, because both guys were really written off. Like yeah. when, when Barton got traded to the Nuggets like it was basically for nothing they didn't uh Portland didn't want him anymore so um and similar situation with uh Cameron Payne um I did think it was really funny last night like seeing the I like seeing Cameron Payne and Luke Kennard getting ISOs <laughs> in the Western Conference Finals <laughs> like they're drawing up plays for Luke Kennard in a in a Like, he deserved it, but, like, you know, LeBron and, like, all these superstars are in the West, and, like, this is the finals, but, um, no, I love it. So, my prediction, um, I, so I had said that um, if the Bucks beat the Nets, I thought the team in the West was going to win. So, I'm going to stick by that, and I'm going to say the Suns are going to win. I think the Bucks Hawks is like it's almost a coin flip, I think. Um I just like don't know how it's gonna go. Like the Bucks are gonna win if Trey plays like he does like he did um in game seven because he did not have a good game. But um if Trey can play better then then I think the the Hawks do have a good chance. Um and I, I do think it is really good for the NBA seeing like the Suns and the Hawks go this far, but I definitely will say, like, it makes me super jealous because it feels like these teams, like, sh- I don't know, did they, like, shortcut getting to this point? Because two years ago, I think both were um, 
both team maybe it was two or three years ago both teams had like the second either the worst or the second worst record in their division so um or conference rather so i don't i don't know it is still cool to see the hawks and the suns like really turn their franchises around in virtually no time at all but in that same aspect though like i feel like both the hawks and the suns have like developed players like maybe have gotten like one or two pieces Mm -hmm. whereas like the clippers like i was even asking you like who played for them a few years ago besides Paul George and Quags, I didn't remember because all they do is just do like short-term visions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that's like, kind of cool, like John Collins and Trey Young, and then even Kevin Herter, and then how Mikel Bridges has like blossomed in Phoenix. I think it's cool, and I also think it shows like how important big men are still, because Clint Capella is huge for them, and so is uh, Aiden. Yeah. And I think that's why the Clippers are going to lose because Zubats is terrible. <laughs> No. <laughs> Jill notorious for not liking Zubats. He can't catch the ball. <laughs> he can't. Awesome. All right. Uh, Mike, anything else you want to talk yep. about? Uh, no, that's it. Cool. Jill, anything? No, I'm pretty pretty excited for these finals. I saw that viewership was up like 40% from the bubble, which is awesome for the league. And it's a shout out to all those haters who think think the NBA sucks. So. <laughs> Jill, shout-outs to the haters. I love it. Jill, eternal good person. <laughs> I also, sorry I keep talking so much, but I also am really curious to see what happens with some of these franchises in shambles, a.k.a. the Mavericks and also the Pelicans. Um, the, the Celtics. The Celtics. Uh, the, the 76ers. The Trailblazers. The Lakers. Uh, the Lakers. The Clippers. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting offseason. Even just the coaches, like take away the players, just the coaching carousel is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Did you did you see that? Uh, like some of the names, like the, people are still interviewing like Brian Shaw and like Jeff Van Gundy. And stuff. That's incredible. <laughs> the Van Gundy brothers should not have coaching jobs in the NBA. Dude, Please. I I want to get hired at a job, suck for a year, and then live off that for the next four years. Please, yeah. I would love to not work because I suck at my job. <laughs> I hope Becky Hammond gets that. Job though, Portland would be the team to do that though, so that'd be cool. Yeah, that she has a good chance of that too. That'll it's be her and Chauncey Billups. Like, how is he? I don't know. That is just so weird to me. Yeah. Has he been an assistant for anybody right now? I don't even know what he's doing. I thought he was on TV. He was on TV. I don't know. I don't think he's an assistant, but I could be wrong. Because she's been an assistant under, under arguably one of the best coaches in history. Yeah. For like five years now, so. Yeah. We will see. We love to see it. Cool. Well, I think that's a pod then. Um, thanks everyone for joining, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely be back here in a couple weeks, probably with some uh, some off season topics, and and looking forward to uh, to next year. If anybody is a draft uh, like draft you know, specialist or whatever, hit us up if you like want to come on because I don't watch any college basketball. So <laughs> I think Nate knows somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh I do. I forgot about that. All right. Cool guys. Well uh 
take care and go Nuggets, I guess. Go Nuggets. <laughs> go, go Tory fun. Craig. <laughs> Later. Bye. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.